0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Environmental Social Justice. I'm your host, Wendy Nystrom. And today we welcome back Karen Joy. Welcome back, Karen. Hello. (laughs) So last time we spoke to Karen, we're actually, she's a certified forest therapy guide. And today we're actually talking about agriculture, farming, which is something Karen also works in. So Karen, could you tell us a little bit about agriculture and farming and why you're in this?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. and it resonated with me when I heard it. And I thought this is what people need to hear. So I want you just to imagine for a moment that you're walking down the street in a busy city and someone that you don't know walks up to you and says, excuse me, would you please close your eyes and open your mouth? Because I want to put something in it. Would you do that? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, most of us would say, oh, heck no. And, um, the reason I share that with you is because that is the state of our food system today. It is. Yeah. So um, let that land.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, most people, they go to the grocery store, they buy their, you know, they might buy meats and fruits and veg off the shelves, and they don't really think where it came from or how it was grown. Mm-hmm. I've actually, now that I'm in this field, I, I've looked into it, and it, it's not cute. No. It's not it's it's pretty no.
1: and my story started decades ago when I was 15 when Wendy and I were in school together
0: <laughs> we've known each other that long folks so. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and it was an odd experience um, my family was on a vacation and I picked up these brochures there was some demonstration and I picked up all these brochures on factory farming it was like anti-vivisection anti-factory farming all this stuff and you're 15 years old And I grew up in East Detroit and was in an urban environment for the most most of my life Mm. at that point and did not have a clue that the McDonald's Big Mac I was eating used to be a cow didn't even connect those dots. Right. And it kind of shocked me to the core. And I immediately told my mom, I said, I'm not eating any more meat. I'm not doing it. And I like drew the hard line and it, and then maybe a year or two after that, I stopped eating fish as well. And I just, ever since I'm like, I'm not going to support those industries. It's for me, it's always been a personal choice. I always think you, we all have choices, but if you start to question things and start to ask, you know, where is this coming from? What did this used to be? How did it get to be here? And yeah. you start to discover new new ways. There are new ways that we can do this. Yeah.
0: And I like the fact that everything's a choice. I mean, I tried going vegetarian in college. And um, primarily, a ba- my backstory, I was at field camp. It's a thing geologists have to do. And every day was fried, some form of fried meat. And I was so sick of <laughs> it. And we're in the middle of Maine and it's all we had. So, but my mother badgered me. She's like, you know, your hair is getting dull. Your skin's turning gray. Like she went, she went vicious. Wow! And uh, to this day, I really don't know why she did that because, person, you know, personally attacking me just because I chose not to eat meat. So I went back to eating meat because I'm like, well, God, my hair's limp and dull, and my skin's great. I mean, it was, I've, you know, and now I'm an adult. I make my own <laughs> decisions, so I do severely cut back, but um definitely not vegan. I'm definitely not vegetarian. Yeah, I for fish. But you're right; these are personal choices, and if we saw the conditions of which our food was grown, not not just the meat, but also the vegetables, our fruits, how they're um, force grown, not naturally grown, not regenerative. Oh, can you please explain to people what regenerative land means?
1: Oh, yeah. Regenerative is, um, I think, what mm, is becoming more known as a way of farming and also a way of stewarding the land rather than just reaping the benefits and not giving back. What happens with most forms of modern agriculture is that you're just reaping the benefits and just taking and taking and taking, but never really putting back and nature works in cycles, right? Nature, yes. needs those complete cycles, you can't just keep taking, 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 you've broken the circle, right? And you have to keep, you have to put back. So regenerative now looks at how do we work with these natural systems? I mean, nature's systems are so complex and they're beyond anything we can comprehend as humans. I mean, unless we really, if you want to turn inward and go spiritual, you can, you know, maybe discover the depth of the connections that we have to the world that we are. And, and that's are.
0: we've lost our way with respect to that. We really have. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's funny. Um, I only recently learned about regenerative land for you when we previously spoke. But then, you know, as Fate has it, I, I went to a screening of a documentary called Feeding Tomorrow. Mm. All about regenerative land. And you know, when we take, 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 that land gets stripped. That's why we had the dust bowl in the 30s. We have to actually put the nutrients back. And mm-hmm. you're actually doing this yourself with like, 17 acres of land that you bought. Yeah. And you're restoring it. No one would think yes, it. I can. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you just look at the place to me, I also do the nature therapy, and I've been turning inward and doing a lot of self-study. And I'm finding that as we do that work, as we start to reconnect, as we start to get back to the core of what we are, we're not separate from any of this. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just sort of listening to the land. And one of the messages that I heard was, it needs rest, you know, this ground that we're on. Used to be a wetland like, many years ago, and then it got turned into crop farming. So you've got commodity crops, soren- corn and soy. That's the traditional in Michigan. That's primarily um, when you've got Most a lot of cleared ground. Yeah, it's corn and soy, and I I kind of questioned what where does that stuff go and what's it being used for, and it's. It's kind of odd when you start to dig into that too, but the ground needed to rest. So we just sort of, um, and that's actually part of the organic certification process is to, you know, for three years, you have to do no, um, follow the guidelines, no inputs that are not allowed. That marketing campaign, which that's all it is, is a marketing campaign, right? Um, Has been diluted somewhat by Big Ag trying to get things in that- (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, you you dig into it. It's all marketing. It's all about labels. That's a whole nother discussion. You could talk about food labeling and labeling and certifications and stuff. But the ground needed to heal. And that's the message I heard. So we're, we're letting it heal. And we're planting native um, species as much as possible, working with our conservation district. And yeah, one day, I hope that it'll be I, I might not be around to see it. But you know, faith is planting a tree today. Right. So
0: very true. I, I do want to touch back when you said um, corn and soy and what it's used for. It's my understanding is primarily for animal feed. Mm. And <clears throat> that's,
1: yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, because, um, you know, people eat a lot of meat and um, it all goes. So if we cut back on the meat and the and the consumption of the animals and had fewer animals, we probably wouldn't need that much grain. Which corn and soybean is kind of a one-and-done plant. It doesn't come back. You have to replant, 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 which strips that soil. Yeah. Um, now, when you talked about um, fertilizer and the big ag, and it's yeah. petroleum-based, which um, when I learned that uh, several years ago, I was shocked. Yeah, I I just thought people use manure or something. I didn't know it was derived from petroleum, and you know these nutrients are stripped from it. Could you explain how this is a bad thing in stripping our soils? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I always try to do is just look at
1: it from common sense of logic, right? When I try to make choices in my daily life and I try to be conscious, right? Try to be conscious choices. Um, the same thing in agriculture. Look at how how does nature handle this thing? How does nature do with this what it needs to do. P- take plastic, for example. Yeah. You have different kinds of plastics now. You have corn-based, you have you know, plant-based, and then you've got petroleum-based. It's much easier for the nature system to look at a plant-based plastic. It's still not easy, but it's easier yes. to break that down, right? So Absolutely. if you sort of look at it that way and say, where is this thing coming from? And where is it going? And does it belong there? Then you can start to say, Hmm, I don't know, does your gut tell you that it belongs there? Right? Does does, the fact you brought that up, you know, (laughs) and and I I just feel like I'm not a scientist in any of this. I'm following my intuition. And I'm listening to people who I think are way smarter than me who have been studying this stuff. But it's, it, when when it lands with me, I feel that it's the right thing. So I think petroleum in the soil is not a good thing. You know, it, it's, yeah, it just doesn't feed the soil. It, it kills things. If you ever see diesel fuel or oil from a tractor spill out on the ground, what happens to that ground? Do things thrive there or do they die?
0: They die. They die. Yeah. yeah.
1: So nature gives you
0: clues. <laughs> yeah. I mean- we're, we're never going to be petroleum independent it's we're too ingrained in it so you know take it easy oil guys it's you're not going away anytime soon it's just we need to think smarter do better yeah. about yeah. what we're using this stuff for and, and using it as a fertilizer may not be the best option and I like the fact you said listen to your gut because um American food is very processed and we have a lot of sick people yeah. and people who you know I, whether it's um, what you eat or how you eat or how much you eat or how little you eat we have to Think about the quality of what we eat, and other countries ban a lot of things that we allow in our foods. Yeah. So um, we need to take a better look at how we're treating ourselves because we only get one body. I mean, yeah. there's only so much you can you can abuse it <laughs> before it finally turns
1: on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's um, what disease is. Your body is saying, "I am not comfortable. This is not good for me. That's disease." Yeah. And um, you know, in that in that documentary, feeding tomorrow, there, it was a lot based in in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh wow! And yeah, it was awesome. And there was a, a doctor, a woman. She was um, nutritionist, and she talked about healing foods. And she she actually um, provides um, guidance to the Red Wings. And I'm a hockey fan, so oh yeah,
1: cool. we we're all <laughs>
0: girlfriend hockey. And you grew up in Detroit. You gotta love the wings. You, so. Yeah, you got you Gotta
1: be. You, you just sorry, go Red Wings. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We're bonding. Um, but now I do want to talk about, you have, you have many endeavors. You're, you're doing the spiritual guiding, you're doing the ag, you're restoring this farmland, but you also have a company called butter, Yes, which is baked goods. And I'm a baker I too. Sense. So yeah. you got to tell people, this is awesome. I love it. I love the fact that you have a company called butter,
1: <laughs> you know, and the funny story is it, it, this is, this is one of my inspirations that my, my therapist encouraged me to follow. Um, And it came from my prison experience. It was in prison that I discovered that they had the food pyramid there on the wall. They had, you know, here's how you have to eat. And they had all these menus that you could choose from. One thing I'm just gonna point out is that in federal prison, when you go there and you're a vegetarian like me, (laughs) you get to choose between the non-flesh option and the regular stuff. And I just thought I had never in my life heard non-flesh option as a vegetarian thing. I was like, that's an interesting way to put it. Wow. <laughs> like who in their right mind would want the flesh option?
0: <laughs> I think we need to start using that lingo a little bit more. <laughs>
1: yeah. But the thing is, they would say, you know, at the bottom of the pyramid, what was really bad for you is margarine, right? Margarine's pretty gross. Not good for you. Highly processed. I'd I'd up. Up. <laughs> they, they served. That's all they serve. They're like throwing it at you at every meal. And I'm like, I want real butter. Like that's what I want real butter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the idea came from. So when I got out, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing this. You know, I love to cook. Food is, you know, it's so important for us. And we need to return to ritual around food. I think that will make us healthier as a people, as a culture. I don't know how that happens, but I encourage if you have someone in your family who has that spark to cook, encourage them to cook and find true, get as close to the source of those ingredients as you can. Right. And then. Um, so I try to do that. So I work with um, companies that, for example, I work with a certified B Corporation to, to get my butter because I think that's important. I haven't yet found a good dairy in Michigan that's making a cultured butter, which is what I like to use. Um, so I work with uh, Vermont Creamery Butter out of Vermont and it's certified B Corporation. And I also work with um, farmers who are making, you know, the organic flour, the organic cane sugar. So. The reason why I mention organic again—it's just a marketing label—but it is a way of farming that is slightly more conscious of the impact on the environment. It's not perfect, like everything.
0: Nothing um, is perfect, but nothing we, is little, perfect. Little steps, yeah, little
1: tiny baby steps. You know, making choices consciously. So that's what I do. Um, I work. I work in shortbread mostly, cream, butter flour and sugar that's I and I, it. yeah yeah it and I don't do anything coffee. like yes there's like the the funniest thing is I don't do normal I don't do normal I can't do plain and so I do things like a fresh lemon basil shortbread and I do mm-hmm. like a garam masala spice blend shortbread
0: came oh, up I mean, with I'm that
1: just- <laughs> yeah I know I'm gonna have to send you some. <laughs>
0: And you know, with the with the baking and the cooking, that actually brings people together. Yeah, it, it builds community. It, it it engages. So, little story: I'm currently serving jury duty, and it it's we're in our third week, so this is rough. But I brought in pumpkin bread, and some people are you know tensions are getting high. We have we we have a lot of deliberations going on. I slapped down that pumpkin bread, and all of a sudden, everyone was like, "Oh, you have bread." <laughs> And I said, yeah, and and it's, this is not from a can. I took the gourd, I cooked it down and made the bread. And I'm like, how do you do that? So it's, it kind of brings even tense situations down. It brings people together and um, it does have a calming effect. It's weird. Yes. It brings a calming effect to people. It it builds a community. Yeah. um, We need to bring that back. Yes. I think that's a, a little something we've lost in the past couple decades. Um, But if people, you know, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. How do people find you and order your products? So there's
1: lots of ways, but the easiest way is I have a little tiny website. It's butter-bakes.com, butter-bakes.com. And I am in Michigan, currently under the um, cottage food law. But eventually I'll get into a commercial kitchen and then I can officially ship things to you. But if you're in Michigan, you can get my products right now.
0: (laughs) You know I love the fact, you know, Michigan's a huge state so lots of people.
1: Mm-hmm. And just
0: you're right you're right here, right?
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> the Southwest okay,
0: it's guys, we grew up with this. Where do you live? You 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 don't know. You just point. Or the UP, right? <laughs> and the UP. He's like I've actually never been to the UP. I've been close, but never. Oh. And i heard it's gorgeous. Yeah, you've got to get up there. <laughs> I know, one day. One day. But Karen, thank you so much for coming back. And, um, you know, it's really important. Agriculture is important. People learning about soils is very important. And we need to fix things. We need to do a little better. And people like Karen are doing this every single day with restoring some of the land that's been destroyed. And check out the Butter-Bakes. hyphen Butter-Bake, right? Butter-Bakes, yep. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a cute website. I've been to it. You, it's actually really well done. I'm a slightly jealous of how pretty it is, <laughs> but um, it's all natural. And um, you know, all, all vegetarian, I take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's not vegan. I do some vegan things. Um, and I just met someone who told me she was a vegan So she does ghee. Oh
0: yeah. ghee is very. that's where now uh, the clarified butter. Clarified which, butter. Um, yeah. That is actually very healthy for you. And many other cultures live by it, swear yeah. by it. So um, something else we got to think about, you know, other cultures that have been around a few thousand years, we might learn something from them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I and I will just hope that this conversation sparked you to question, where is your food coming from? Who touched okay. it before it got here? And check out some interesting things, you know, check out like ghee. Yeah, <laughs> Try no, something I, we
0: different. actually have some ghee in the fridge right now. I'm not going to lie. We do have it. Um, but yeah, it, um, we do need to think a little more um, we, we need to be more inquisitive about where our food comes from and how it's made. Yeah. And I, I recommend that everybody Google um, where your food comes from or mm. large agricultural farms, because you, you might be very surprised what it actually looks like. Yeah, it's, it's not the pretty pictures that you get in your packaging. So on that, Karen, thank you so much for coming again. Um, really enjoy our talk. And anytime you want to come back and talk about farming, ag, forest bathing, anytime. Cool. We <laughs> Thanks <that>. Wendy. <laughs> you guys take care. I'm Wendy Nyström, your host with environmental social justice. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.